Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Whoa. Okay. That's so cool. Wait, that's so fun. Okay, cool. Wow, we I just got that. ourselves a little cross-sponsorship, uh, cross-promotion. Yeah. Okay, well, we have to get into it. Welcome to Basic Training, a podcast for people that need help. Yeah, we got we got a Zoom. We got a Zoom today. Zoom oh, wait, through. we have to get that on the call with the producer. Oh, shit. All right, get her on. Do, are you still seeing Mr. Staten Island? Yeah, we made it a fish. Ah! What? Welcome Stop to Basic it. Training, a podcast where one of the hosts has a boyfriend. And where one of the hosts is single and we switch places. Because ah. <laughs> when we started this podcast, you were like... We're already recording. Hi. <laughs> what was that? Hi. <laughs> this is really this a chaotic episode a because we only have... We're on a time limit. And so we're, we're, yeah, I know. we're jumping yeah, we in. We have a heart out in 50 minutes. Um, what was I saying? You have a boyfriend. I, shit, that sounds so disgusting. No, it doesn't. I'm oh my already God. bored. You don't have a boyfriend. Or no, you don't. It's not disgusting that you have a boyfriend. You have a boyfriend and it's good. I'm bored with the title. Oh, I, but okay. I, I absolutely What do you want to call him? Your significant other? Yeah, he's my lover. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. I'm he's, not my, a, he's my little. My he's little, your SO? Yeah, my little sweetie pie. <laughs> <laughs> Are you shocked at this? No, not at all. Really? No. I saw you guys together. We talked about this last episode. I saw you guys together and I was like, that's Talia's type and their vibe is good. And then when you said said that you were hanging out, I was like, that makes sense. And I got a good vibe from him. I was like, he seems like a good dude. Yeah. And it makes sense. Yeah, it's just very new for me. I'm I'm talking about the... um the lovey-doveyness of it all, the the title I mean, it's, situation. Yeah. It moved a little fast. Like it was like a little. We've known each other for a long time. Like in the friends, words of Lana Del Rey in the song "Margaret," when you know, you know. Yeah, I kind of did know. When you, it's it's been wonderful, and I'm so thrilled out? with it. What? How often are you guys hanging out? We don't stop hanging out. Yeah, see, kind of moving is... a little fast. Like it, it, in the yeah. sense that it's a short amount of time, but we have spent every day together almost. So it's like, yeah, that happens. We're just in that phase. And you know what? What comes of it comes of it. Like, I just, I just, I'm having fun. No, I think that's really good. Yeah, I'm having a nice time. It's very healthy and, uh, and you deserve very, that. yeah, it's, it's really like keeping me sane. And it's a lovely thing that makes my days a little happier. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone gives me, okay, now, okay, okay. <laughs> Toy is a little worked up and I love it. I, ever since this happened, like, I've ever since I started seeing somebody and like kind of, Floated it to my friends that I'm like, okay, I've been seeing somebody. Everybody gives me the same look because they know who I am. And they say, oh, I'm so happy for you. And it's like, <sighs> it's, I know that's because I'm always the single girl. And everyone's no, like, no, it's not I'm that. So happy no, sorry. You. I understand. You deserve this. I know that that is a perfect impression of what I just did. Like, you are correct. <laughs> but that's not the intention. It's more like, I can tell that you are happy. Yeah. So it's just like, there's nothing to do other other than be like a little saccharine and be like, you're right. Happy. You you're know right, what I mean? You're right. You're right. It really has nothing to, because like, quite frankly, it's like, I don't know, like people who are always in a relationship, are always kind of like, okay, congrats on your new boyfriend. You had one before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, when someone who like is a little bit more discerning picks someone, it's like, oh, this is, I'm really happy for you. This seems like legit. Thank you. I am you know? quite picky. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I just, um, what was I going to say? I'm um, having a good time with it, and I forgot. Whatever, I'm happy. It's fine. I oh oh so so I was like, no, I keep forgetting what I was gonna say. You go. I don't have that much to say. Like I I feel like my life is a little boring right now. 
Like I don't have like we I'm, need to get some guests in here. We need to well, we need to get the it's also like it's holidays. Yeah. And so it's like the world is kind of like stopped unless it's about holidays. No, it like, feels a little oh, bit. That's what I'm saying is I want to update you on stuff. All I do is like sit at home, edit, do my work, and hang out with this guy. Yeah, that's that's it. But that's nice. It's I feel a like cozy. I'm like, what's and like with me, it's like, I don't know, like, yeah, like doing work stuff and then like figuring out what I'm doing for the holidays. Booking my Amtrak to go back to Rhode Island for Christmas, $350. I'm like, I need. Why I, is that so expensive? It's because the holidays and I'm bad about booking ahead of time. Like yeah. I like need to, I need to like get better about, I'm so bad about, like it's like, I know I'm going to Rhode Island for Christmas. Right. I could have booked this ticket. I legitimately could have booked this ticket in September. Instead, I've elected to book it in in early December. And like, it is my fault. Yeah. But that's, I've, I'll never do the other, the other way around. I'm a little stressed out. So I, it's my 25th birthday in two weeks. I know. Thank you. And um, I don't want to do anything. Like I just, I'm so, every year I cry. Because I'm disappointed with the amount of work that I put in. Even though it's never that much. But like. I mean, it's, it's always, just the Christmas Eve birthday is so brutal. It's just, like, oh, it's it's just brutal. brutal. Like there's nothing that I can do. And it's well, you, so and you know, depressing. Sorry, I've, I for the for the listener like I have so many Christmas birthdays in my life. Yeah, like one of my best friends and my mom and or two of my best friends are right around Christmas. One is my mom, and then my mom, right. my grandma. They're all Christmas birthdays. So you're familiar with like it it's sucks. just it's the shittiest birthday, and I have not had a party since I was like I don't even know when. Like I just don't yeah. I don't do my that. My aunt actually, my aunt makes a case this, and I actually think she's low key right. She's like. She, she argues she has the worst day to have a birthday in the year. What is it? January 2nd. Why? Because it's like the day after. It's like the finish line of all the holiday stuff. Yeah. It's like no one wants to do a goddamn thing. Like I get it. The idea. She's like, I pitch like doing anything on January 2nd. And people are like, you're joking. Like yeah. we just did New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. It's over. Yeah. It's you're done. not seeing me for a week. Like yeah. her birthday is. But, but Christmas Eve But then Eve she sucks. can put it off by a week. Yeah, but my Chris, if I put my birthday off by a week, it's New Year's. New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's ass. Like it just there's not like, and then okay, so my friends and I, I have another friend who's born the twenty second, and we're thinking of going to Las Vegas in January because I've never been to Las Vegas, and I'm I know in my soul, I know in my soul you will love Las Vegas. I will also. It's actually I like know that the I most Talia place I've ever I can think of. Well, I went when I was. My parents are really into like cheap, stupid vacations. We went. To Las well, Vegas. LA to, LA to LA to Las Vegas is like nothing. Yeah, but when you have a 13-year-old daughter, what sure. was I do? Like we went to see the Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil and that's it. Like it was it was actually terrible. Like it was it, there's nothing that I could do. They're not into gambling. Right. We went to a buffet, we went to a show, and we walked around the strip, which on Christmas, when you're realizing that everybody here is like not with their families, but is instead working at two o'clock in the morning on the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, that's actually really It's actually harrowing. like deeply depressing. Yeah, no, that's sad. not when I would go. When you're not 21 in Las Vegas or you're with your parents, it's just not fun. But I did enjoy the um, over-the-top aspect. Like, I, I yeah. could enjoy, like, I knew that I was there and I knew that I would like it if I were older. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would like do it back. different. There are aspects of it that I would do differently if I were to go again. Because I went for my best friend David's 30th. We all went and we saw the Lady Gaga Enigma show. Oh, that okay, was like, fun. it was like a big trip. It was so fun. Me and my friend Holly, we say, and I mean this with like, I, have we talked about this on the podcast? Like, I mean this with literally every cell in my body. One of my biggest regrets in my life is that I didn't go to Vegas and see Celine Dion before. Like she was unable to perform anymore. 
Why do you say it's the big one of the biggest regrets? Because I like, didn't realize you were such a fan. It's not even. I can't even explain it because like I don't. She's not like that big for me. Right. But it's like her. She was such an iconic performer. That show was running for my entire twenties. Right. Like it was so available for me to go. Like going to Las Vegas is not that expensive. Yeah. And I. It's. It's just like I think it's a very prime example of like we thought we had more time. Like just right. one day she was like, I have this horrific illness and will never perform again. And it's like which is just so sad yeah. and it came so out of left field that it's like, oh, I didn't realize that there was like, I thought Celine Dion was going to be around for another, like performing for another 20 years, you know, right. but like, and like seeing her perform, like, I don't know. That's it, how I feel it, about fucking Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> I have a story to tell you off mic. <laughs> I look at him now and I'm like, wow, I never could have imagined I would not get the chance, but he's just too old. He's, he's very sick. It's awful. Wait, we have to bleep. We, <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. We have to bleep this. Editors, we have to bleep this. What? But guess who came up for me on Raya today? Who? Wait, do you get shown people? No, like in my swipes, he is set to be shown men. Came up as a potential match for me. On Raya? On Raya. That's like not a secret. You know what I mean? I know. I... Like on Grinder, it would be sort of like, okay, keep this to you. Or, yeah, like headless. No, it was dead ass on like, and so it's also like it's definitely him linked to his Instagram on Raya. I was like, I'm in oh. shock and awe. Isn't it good? Tea? Like, I was like, oh my! I've never God. wanted to take a screenshot on Raya more. I've never wanted to do it more. You should have had somebody else take. I it was on in the, the gym locker room. I think like, you I was only get one walk- one strike if you take a if you take a screenshot. I accidentally took a screenshot. I'm. Do you know how many? Like, I don't know. It must be how I hold my phone. I have. Thousand, I mean, I'm a screenshot guy. I take yeah. so many screenshots on my phone. I would say there's at least 1,000 screenshots on my phone that are just like my home screen. I accidentally take screenshots 15 yeah, times same, a day. Same. And one time I did that with Raya. And so my one strike is gone. Um, but isn't You know that... why I got kicked off, Raya? John, John Mayer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it sucks. Well, it's, I'm, I'm happy to not be on Raya anymore, but there's strict rules. I know. They um, kick me off within like an hour. It's crazy. They don't mess around. Yeah. They don't mess around. Yeah. That's why we need to bleep this because I don't want to get kicked off. Yeah. Um, wow! Isn't that like I was guys? Like, this is somebody who has never has. Is there even like a blind item about him being gay? Well, I don't. It's like I know so much about his narrative in the world, but like yeah. nothing about his personal life. Like I've never paid that much attention. Married to a woman, divorced. Because I, I, I texted, I texted the biggest fan that I know. Okay, and she was freaking out, and she was like, "He is divorced." So, wow. Which I'm like, all right, go explore. Yeah, of course. But like, it's just, guys, it's somebody that you would never suspect would be exploring with men. Like, there's not even a rumor of that. It's not even like, there's not a hint of that in the yeah. in the zeitgeist. Like, it has not been spoken about. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that I think you should do it. I, I swipe no. Why? I don't need the, I don't need that in my life. That is yes, not. Yes, you a, do. No, I don't. No, yes, I don't. you do. No I don't. no, I don't. Would you ever date someone really, really famous? Yes. Like Michael Jackson type famous. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, like who's like, like Harry Styles, like someone that level of famous. Well, okay. Michael Jackson's a bad example. Cause like, that's kind of a different level. Doesn't exist anymore. Also like that level. Right. Of fame. That level of fame. I like, look like Taylor Swift being like the most important person on earth yeah. right now. Like, would you ever date somebody who is like, it is going to define your life? Like yeah. objectively. Yeah, because I'm I think I'm I'm very drawn to like those experiences that like very few people in the world get to have yeah. that I would want to experience it. And if it's bad, you leave. I guess okay, is but my here's thought. the problem with I that. Understand you that can't just leave. I know, I know. 
I do think I thought about this a lot. Like, this is a thing I've thought about if I ever became like really famous. Mm. And I, I was thinking about this when um it came out that um Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner were dating. Mm. I was like, if I was ever super famous, I would 100 percent like call up other really famous people I know and be like, do you want to just say we're dating for a week and see what happens? Like, I think that would be so fun. It would be fun. Like, I think it'd it would be just, so funny. But now everything's so political and everything is so I just feel like it would matter more now. Like everybody knows everybody's like history and blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it would be really funny. Like I just think it'd be really funny to troll that like aspect of the world. Right, of like, course. Like if I like like if I was like if I became like a really famous comedian and then just like <laughs> like had like me and Dua Lipa meet up somewhere in the public and make out and everyone being like, are Jake Cornell and Dua Lipa? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. Like right. just like really fuck with it. I think would be very fun. No, it, it is also would be the like, most genius. It would be the most genius blanket of. Um, it'd be the most genius blanket of like if you're making a public joke of the idea of people paying attention to your dating it kind of creates a, a, a shield against your actual dating life you know yeah I, mean? I think that's kind of smart actually yeah it's I'm just like saying Daniel, now because uh, what were you doing? I was gonna say I always think it was really smart when Daniel Radcliffe did his first Broadway play he was like still in like the height of paparazzi era so he wore the same outfit in and out of the theater every day so the, the yeah, photographer yeah like Diana sure or I, Lana Del Rey does Lana Del Rey do that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's smart. Princess Diana would do that every time and then walk backwards too. Oh, the, the video of her walking backwards is so iconic. It's iconic. Yeah. Okay, wait, but that's really smart strategy. Yeah, I know. Have you seen Paris Hilton's reflective scarf? She yeah. Scarf oh, yes, yes, yes. Can't yes. Take a photo Sorry, when you said that officially, I thought you meant like a scarf she wears when she's feeling reflective. And I was like, <laughs> no. Yeah, the one that like blows out the lens. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's genius. No, it's the one that she wears when she wants to really think about her life and, <laughs> and like when she wants to talk in her deep voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that it I love Paris I would Hilton. love to adopt your strategy, but I feel like now, like look what happened when Taylor Swift dated Maddie Healy. Like for all we know, that could just be like totally. oh, they they hooked up a couple times for yeah, fun. But it's over now. But it's not affecting her life now i know but it did for a while like it, it was like it's like a stain sort of not that she can really everything is going to be fine with her but like do you ever yeah like, i mean i would, wouldn't it do would it with someone con people would like right but i wouldn't do it with someone like maddie healy who's very controversial right, i right, would do is. it with someone where i'd be like really silly are you aware of the dumois beef right now oh with t with tree pain yeah. of course i am course what do I you am. think about it um I mean, the thing about, sorry, I just got sunscreen in my eye, which means I'm going to be rubbing my eye the rest of this episode. That's nice that you wear your sunscreen in the snow. Yeah, I'm trying to be good about it. And I need to re-up. Yeah. Good I'm, job. Skincare, 25, it's coming for you. Stop. Um, <laughs> Stop. Um, I think that, like, I think that it's fun. Like, I just think, like, people, I, people have, it, so many people have such a, like, intense vested interest in knowing the truth behind Taylor Swift's personal life. Yeah. And like the truth of the matter is like, we will never know. And so like, you can't care that much. Do right. you know what I mean? But it's, so it's like, I don't care on that side of it. I think that like the way that Dumois gets to exist as like this journalist when they want to be a journalist and a gossip person when they want to be a gossip person. And so they don't have to like, they don't have to follow the rules of journalism when it doesn't, um, behoove what they want to do online but mm -hmm. then they get to like kind of act like a journalist when they feel like they have something to they have like tea that they can prove do you know what mm -hmm. i mean it's like I they understand. don't it's they exist in this interesting gray area and i think tree pain going for her is interesting it's also interesting funny there has to be some sort of long-term reason behind going for her like i don't i think it was so ridiculous that she picked that battle i think that and i'm gonna refer to tree pain as taylor because 
tree Taylor acts through her. She would not right. do anything without Taylor's approval or right, guidance. Right, right, right. So I just think that Taylor has picked so many good battles in her career and ones yeah. that have furthered her career, worthwhile battles. This one is like one that I feel is like almost a little delegitimizing. I'm like, really? Like well, this is like a battle you want to pick? Who weekly brought it up, framed it in an interesting way, I thought, which is mm -hmm. like behind the scenes, I'm sure every publicist in LA and a lot of people in the entertainment industry fucking hate Dumois. And like yeah. there are, there's a lot of shit she's probably posted that like has really upset people and pissed people off. And someone was like, can Taylor go for her? Because like, she's the only one that can. Right. A little bit. I just don't know why she's like, really of all people, I just feel like Dumois, there's a reason I don't follow Dumois as closely as I like, I'll listen to podcasts about like anti-lawyers lines or something. Like I find Dumois stuff to be like, you know, it's not that revealing to me. I don't feel that it's that salacious. Like, I don't yeah. know why she's the one, but I don't, exactly what you said about, um, I forgot what you just said, but you worded it very perfectly about like, you have to, um, oh, you have to be okay with the fact that you're not going to know everything about Taylor Swift's life. That's true. And also I think Taylor Swift has to be okay with the fact that when you're going to be this legendary and famous, people are going to speculate about your life. It doesn't matter how many like gossip blogs you individually right. take well, I down. Think she like, is okay with people speculating about her. It's like, life. I, and Wait, I don't know why the thing the that thing? pissed her off was like a marriage rumor. Like really? Was the fake marriage thing? Yeah. I think, I think Dumas has said some kind of more fucked up shit regarding like a miscarriage or something. Allegedly. I don't know. I think yeah. that's pretty fucked up and that can cause quote pain and trauma. But like, to, to make this whole stink about this when it's like Dumois is alleging that she had like a little ceremony with her boyfriend of yeah, six fucking I years. Think, I think I think what it what I think it probably is, is that they have probably fucking hated her for a long time. Yeah, they've hated Dumois, Melissa, whatever her name is. And I don't like know what her name is. It's like Melissa something. I never um, cared to find out who she really was. See, that is interesting to me. I, I, I was interested to find out. There was also a She's very, always been nice to me. There was like a really fun period of time where they thought, everyone thought they figured out who Dumois, wait, you've been on Dumois? No, she sent me a sweatshirt and a nice little note. Oh, that's nice. Uh, See, it doesn't matter what she says to everybody else. She's nice to me. <laughs> so. You really got bought by a sweatshirt. Okay, wait, we should get into calls because we only have 20, 35 minutes. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what's, I, I hope she's okay. I just, I honestly, I don't know what she did wrong. I don't care wait, to know. Wait, Zena, can you text the link to the Google Doc? Is it in the email? Sorry. No, it's fine. It's in the chat for the, the call. Chat. I don't care to know what she did that wrong. And I am, but I pity anybody who is going up against Taylor Swift. That's the thing. It's is just, you're just very, gonna... like, even when like an influencer misspeaks and like says a little something about Taylor and the fans, it's just being on the wrong side of the Swifty fandom is not fun. Oh, it's like, we got it. Talia fixed it. Um, I just, I, I empathize with anybody going after a big fandom like that. I think that is really hard. Yeah. You know, like I'm scared for her. I hope she'll be okay. I just feel like. Well, that's the thing that sucks is like when fandoms like destroy people yeah. because then you become, you become viewed as toxic because your fans are toxic. And I think that is tough. Yeah. Because you don't want to alienate, alienate your fans that you also would be like, Hey, like, don't like name someone in my name. I know. You know? I know. Okay, let's do the first call. You ready? Yeah. Okay, so huge news for our listeners. Did you know that you can support basic training and at the same time eat chef-crafted dietitian-approved meals by checking out factormeals.com slash basic training50 and using the code basic training50 to get 50% off? Factor provides delicious, ready-to-eat meals that are designed, like I said before, by a chef, you can either throw them in the microwave 
or throw them in the oven. I love that because I, I don't have a microwave, which is not like a choice I made to be like cool. It just doesn't fit in my kitchen. So I was very happy to see that you could throw them in the oven as well. They have calorie smart options, protein plus options, keto options. You can change it up every week, which is something I really love. You can change your schedule if you're like going on vacation. You can pause. You can move your deliveries. It's a really flexible system. And we, they have done the math. If you sign up for Factor, it is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is, again, dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious, okay? Head to factormeals.com slash basictraining50 and use code basictraining50 to get 50% off. That's code basictraining50 at factormeals.com slash basictraining50 to get 50% off. Coming. Hi, guys. Um, love the podcast. I'm an international caller, and I'm so happy that you think so that we could call, too. Oh. I'm from Sweden, if I have a little accent. But basically, my question is, because you guys talk about hinge dates a lot, and I really want to start going on dates, but I'm terrified of, like, awkwardness. Oh. And, like, just imagining, like, sitting for 10 minutes, waiting for him to show up, and then, like, having to hug or what if he's like a little shorter in person or a little uglier? Um, like, how do I tackle that? Because I hate awkwardness um, and I can't imagine anything worse, but I still want to do it. And then I'm also thinking about like, I guess I'm a little insecure because I think I'm pretty and my like, I think my hinge pictures are pretty too. But should I like try having uglier pictures no. so that? The guys will always think I'm the opposite of a catfish. <laughs> like, so that they will be positively surprised. <laughs> How do I go about that? Like, feeling insecure on first dates, too. Yeah, I, w I would just love to hear your thoughts on this in general. Um, again, love the pod. Um, yay. Okay, our first that Swedish call. So I love her. Funny. I love her. Also, ooh, these international calls, the audio quality is Crisp. crisp that sounded so clean okay okay i mean that is so do you funny. want to start or do you want me you can start it's with for the awkwardness part it's like unfortunately it's just exposure therapy yeah like there's no way you, around there's it. you it's just gonna happen and like you said you can't imagine anything worse you're gonna be fine it's not gonna kill you you can imagine worse things like people used to have to go to bars and wait for people with no cell phones just sitting there yeah. that used to happen all the time because whenever you met up with the people on a date someone's gonna show up first you know what right. i mean they, they have like, to bring a book it's gonna be fine it's insane it's going to be you're going to be a little stressed you're going to be a little nervous that's part of the fun that's literally part of the fun the best thing ever is when you finally get past that point where you're nervous to go on dates for some people it doesn't happen for me personally it took a little while but I finally just was like I'd had enough good ones and shitty ones that I was like it's just a fun thing for me to do and if it's bad like you just develop a certain 100%. confidence going on a date when you're not paralyzingly nervous is so fucking fun. You feel like you're in sex in the city. You feel like you're a totally. young girl walking down the street. Like you're going to go just meet a guy and like you're a man eater and it just doesn't even matter. Like you're totally in control. You only get there by like just date. Like you're just going to have yeah. to. It's just think of it as like you're just going to lunch with a friend. Like I, I know you can't. It's a lot easier said like, than done. Just, but there's no way around it. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? You like, have to like book a bunch and maybe reverse of you know I know you have this little strategy of having the less attractive photos of you which is so me I love you don't do that don't do that instead if you want a little practice flip it around swipe yes on a couple guys who you know you wouldn't marry 
just find a couple guys who you're like, okay. Okay. I'm not saying pick <laughs> disgusting guys who you'd be like creeped out with to go on a date. No. Find some guys who seem fun, social, but maybe like their looks don't intimidate you. The the first date that you go on from Hinge shouldn't be with a guy who you're like, this is the hottest guy I've ever seen. Like sometimes yeah. every every 100 swipes you come across a guy who's like, oh, I'd be nervous. I'd be fucking nervous. Don't make it the first one or two with that guy. Find a guy who's like approachable, I, you know? Off topic, but I was recently told the most flattering thing in the world. Please. Someone who I know who like I wouldn't date just because we're like platonically friends was like, I want you to know that Hinge offered you up to me as one of your my like rose rose only offers on Hinge. And I was like, that's the most flattering thing anyone's ever said to me. Good for you. Right? Ugh, I miss Hinge. Fuck. Oh my God, you had a boyfriend for two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss like men on a Like I miss like the fun of oh, online totally. shopping for men. Totally. Did we answer? Yeah, you just need to go on more dates and feel awkward and it's going to become less awkward and you're going to be fine. We promise you you're going to yeah, be okay. Yeah, it's just exposure therapy. Um, And this is not, and maybe not kosher based, but like have a shot before you leave the house, you know? Just one. Yeah, I don't think it's the worst thing. It does. It does. It doesn't hurt. Where, it really helps. Actually, um, our, it's like a placebo. Yeah. Um, okay. Next call. Here we go. It's loading. It's loading. It's loading. Oh shit! It's hey, Colleen and Jake. I just want to preface this by saying I really like your podcast, and I think you guys give out really valuable advice. So that's really nice. I'm a senior in high school right now, and. There's this guy, and I, I'm i telling you, at this point in time, I am positive that he is my soulmate. Like, we could go ahead and get, he doesn't know me very well, but we could go ahead and get married right now, and I'm telling you, it would work out. There's just too many coincidences between me and this guy. Sometimes we wear the same thing, we're into the same things, we say the same things. It's just... It's so all of the sudden, like it's meant to be, almost like the universe is sending me messages that I can't ignore. And beyond that, I really like this guy. I genuinely think he's a good person and I would really want to get to know him. And I honestly think, and this is not something I would say for most people, I think he would really like me if he got to know me. Now, the thing is, I am not positive that he's into me. You know, I have a hunch, but that could just be me being overconfident. So this is kind of a loaded question. First of all, how how do you get a sense that someone's into you? Like, how do you pick up on that vibe without kind of being vulnerable and laying out, like, all your cards on the table? Like, I like you. Do you like me? Secondly, once you have that reassurance, maybe maybe you know that person's into you, how would you go further? How would you further initiate something? And that leads me into my last little, not a question, but do you think that starting off a relationship like that, like if I were to make the first move, do you think that would be like starting something off on the wrong foot? That's getting way ahead of myself, but, and I know we're living in the 21st century, but there's a difference between relationships where things are initiated by the woman completely and what, and 
relationships where the man takes the reins. So if I'm, I just want to get your take on that. Regardless, thank you for your advice. Uh, any words you have on this, I'll appreciate. And yeah, thanks for the help. Defend her at all costs. I need, I, I, I need, I need to hug you. I need to hug you. Oh my god! You're my daughter. <laughs> You're my child. I'm okay. You are the sweetest angel in the world, and thank you for listening to the podcast. I, uh, okay, okay. I want to answer the questions that she asked, not the one I want to answer. Hey. The first question was, how do you gauge if someone's into you without making yourself too vulnerable? Yeah. Do you have good advice on that for a high schooler? In, um, I want to make sure I think I actually, I, I want to make sure this is true before I say it. I think looking back on all of my various situationships, dating, whatever's, there's never once actually been a time where I truly thought someone was into me and they weren't or someone wasn't into like I've always known mm -hmm. if I've really been into someone and but and been really hopeful that they were going to be into me and they weren't I knew that before I asked like you know yeah I think if you're really being honest with yourself you know but it's important to consider that in this situation it's hard they to know don't know each time. other. Yeah. <clears throat> but that leads me to the thing I want to say, but I don't really want to. Which I actually don't know what you, that is. She didn't ask if this is a good idea to be calling him a soulmate or like whether or not her hunches about him are true. But I want to tell her that there's there's boys in high school, one or two, that I felt this way about. Because I was really boy crazy and like really very romantic or um, I don't know. I was sensitive soul like you seem like you are. Um, I've run into those guys since. They are losers to the highest degree. <laughs> and also it's just like you 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 don't know this young. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm worried about the soulmate label being given at, at this time. Because it sets you up to believe that you have suffered a great loss at the beginning of your your adult life. Yes. Can I offer adjustments on that? Yes. So I think don't view soulmate. Like, I don't think you should view this person as like the only person you could ever love in your life. Yeah. But like, do you remember? I thought you said something really profound like several episodes ago. This is actually really early when we recorded the podcast. We were talking about how you don't like when people like belittle someone saying that someone was a love of their life or that they love someone when they were really absolutely, young. Absolutely. It's like, it's like, we're not belittling your feelings for this person, but like, and you can honor the whole scope of how much you feel for this person. But like, you don't, don't think of him as like, if it's not with him, you're going to be alone forever. The world is big and like life is long. Well, I also just think that if she called in and said, I've been, I'm an, I'm a senior in high school. I've been dating a boy since ninth grade and we are, soulmates we have everything in common with uh -huh. each other i would say okay well if you feel that way like yeah i'm sure you're right yeah. that he is a soulmate for you right this is a person who she has a crush on right who i'm no, sure right. she's been getting signs and there are weird little 
um, coincidences. And I bet you're getting a lot of tarot readings on your for you page. And like <laughs> that feel really specific to him. You know, yeah. I get it. Like somebody totally. told you his initials are going to come up at the end of this video. And what do you know? It was his initials. Oh, my God. Like that's I think that's what's happening here. You're not insane. We all have done this. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm saying that you very well could be correct in that this is a total like, yes, it's a good match for you. I don't think you're totally delusional at all. What I'm saying is I felt this way about many guys in high school, one or two. And I have, you know, and I really convinced myself that because of these weird little parallels in our lives and whatever, that we would be yeah, ideal totally. when, and it allowed me to build up a crush in my head that was all the more devastating when a he didn't like me the same way back because we just didn't know each other that well and b when he didn't end up being all those things that i had built him up in my head to be so all i'm saying now is just be cautious of the way you seem to be building him up in your head yep no that's really good advice. if you were dating him i'd say it's a different story but you guys don't know each other that well yeah so you really have constructed an idea of him which is natural and fine and totally normal for your age I do it sometimes too. I'm just saying, be careful. Totally. That being said, you want to know if he likes you? There's only one way to find out. You have to start hanging out with him. Like, it seems like you like him from afar. He doesn't know you that well. Have we gone up to him after class? Have we texted him? Have we come up with a little scheme? Like, hey, can I, can you show me your homework during after school really quick and blah, blah, blah. And we'll talk about it. And then boom, there you go. And also this maybe is a time like make, I don't think like I would challenge, like you asked like how to do this without being vulnerable. And I would just say, maybe be a little vulnerable because also like if either it goes well and great or you get rejected and then you learn how to deal with rejection and that's sure. also healthy. But getting rejected in high school when boys are very immature and not considerate of your feelings and you see everybody every single day. I know. No, no, I know. Like, I'm just cautious. But if this were college, okay. I'd say go live, sure. learn your lesson. Sure. Get rejected and learn. I feel like it's too early. And especially because you told yourself that this guy is your soulmate. What happens when not only does he reject you, but you're walking through the halls and you have to see him every single day. And he has fucking 17 year old friends who don't understand sensitivity or empathy. Sure. That sucks. Like, I'm just a little scared. I, she's such a beautiful, sensitive soul. Totally. I don't want to put you in a situation where you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to be a little vulnerable. Everything you do is going to be vulnerable. Yeah. But I, I mean, think, you know, she's a little bit of like a raw nerve. Yeah, she's a way. raw nerve. I think the first thing you should do is cover up the nerve a little bit kind of come back to reality, get to know him through his friends or as a friend and realize that he is probably yeah, like not as perfect with, as you think. Sit down with yourself and maybe make a list of what are the actual facts and truths you know about him and what are the things you've constructed in your mind and yeah. like parse those out and really then go go forward only with the things that are actually true. You yes. Know? Amen. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And then, the, well, and just to answer all of her questions, she also asked, I don't think it matters who starts the man or the woman and the, like the initiating that's no release that shit. Now that's stupid. Release like, it now. And it's, it's great that you're having this like internal question now rather than later. Cause get, get it out of your system. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. In fact, hate to pull like the cosmopolitan magazine card, but <laughs> there's nothing hotter than a confident woman, blah, blah, blah. You're going to yeah. read this throughout your life. No, totally. It is one of those little magazine truths that is absolutely true. Yeah, that's why guys love so when you initiate like they do. Yeah. They really do. And that doesn't mean chasing them, like throwing rocks at their window 
And it doesn't mean being super available every single night to them. Right. It means having a life, but being a person who's so cool and awesome and smart and beautiful like you are, who has their own life and was confident enough to go up to them and say, hey, do you want to have my number and text me later and then get out of there? Like, that's it. That's all you got to do. You're overthinking it. Gorge. You're so sweet, though. We adore you. The cutest person in the world. I can't wait to get an update on this. I know. Wait, that's. I also can't wait, oh, wait. for three years from now when she calls in and says we lost touch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he is now. <laughs> also, reminder: we're wanting update calls. We're we're hoping to do an update roundup in the, at the top of the new year, or whatever. So that would be great. Like, give us your updates. Call in if you have follow ups from previous calls. If we've if you've if we've played your call before, and you have an update, call in and give us the update. We want literally any and all updates. Why is this not clicking? Can I actually go on a rant for a second? Because I'm fucking pissed off. Yeah. I, as you can see, my phone screen is cracked. Oh my God. I didn't it even has been cra- that. It's actually literally been cracked for like three months. Oh, I didn't see that. It's fine. I, it, you can use an iPhone with a cracked phone. It's sure. not an issue. I have Apple Care. I was like, I'm going to go get my Jake iPhone. Jake and Apple Care do not. Has anyone in their fucking lives walked into an Apple store and tried to use Apple Care and had it work? These, <laughs> what the, I'm sorry. I am never rude to customer service people. Mm-hmm. The ire I have given Apple employees. <laughs> I'm sorry. This man, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I go to this Apple store. I went to go buy wired headphones because I lost, in the travel of Christmas, I like somehow lost, or of Thanksgiving, I lost my wired headphones. Sure. 20 bucks. Fine. I'm going to go buy some more wild headphones. I was walking by the downtown Brooklyn Apple store. I was like, I'm just going to bop in and get some headphones. I go in. And when I was there, I was like, oh, also my screen is cracked. Can I make an appointment to get it fixed later this week? And he was like, yeah, totally. And I picked up the time and I was like, yeah, and I think I have Apple Care. And he's like, let me just double check that for you. And he goes, you don't have Apple Care on this device. And I go, I go, I go, no, I definitely do. I literally got a receipt in the e- in my email like two days ago for my Apple Care. Like, it's an auto deductible right. payment, right? I pull it up. And he goes, that's Apple Care for your old phone. Why would and they not go, switch it to your new go, fucking phone? And I go, you're telling me that since I've had this phone for like a year and a half. I go, you're telling me I've been paying iPhone, I've been paying Apple Care on a phone that doesn't exist anymore for a year and a half. And this phone doesn't have Apple Care. He goes, yeah, you have to manually change it over. I was like, you can rot in fucking hell with Steve Jobs. Like I <laughs> actually, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, okay. And how much is it going to cost to fix my screen? He's like, well, they really have to assess it. And it could be. Like could right. be, it could be ten dollars. We could have to shoot your mother in front of you. Like it's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like it makes me. I'm like I just. I've never once in my life tried to use Apple Care and had it go well. It's actually unbelievable. Sorry, I know I'm literally sounding like an old person, like complaining no, about like phone interest. It's, it's it very me, valid. I walked out of the Apple Store so fucking angry. Like it's like I just I can't. Whatever. I'm so sorry. So my screen is cracked and I couldn't click on the call, but now I'm clicking on the fucking call. Ah! Oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> Hi. Um, I love you guys. I'm going to keep this anonymous. <laughs> when people say that, like, I'm going to keep this anonymous, we've never said anyone's name on this podcast. Well, that and we get the calls anonymously because we don't have caller ID on name on numbers we've never yeah, yeah, seen yeah. before. So we get it. It all gets sent into an email. There is no name in it unless you say, hi, my name is Emma and I'm going to say this, in which case. I guess that's true. That's I just think it's funny, but it's like, we're never going to out who these calls are from. Just FYI. Yeah, we're never. It's always going to be anonymous. Happen. Unless you specifically get on the call and say, I'm, you know, Jake Cornell and I want you to hear Unless this. you're a celebrity that listens to this podcast and we would know who you are, then call in because that's fun for us to yeah, find out. Yeah, it's kind of fun. But um, otherwise, we're never going to reveal who you are. Yeah. 
roll the clip. I'm just getting something out of my eye. Hi. Um, I love you guys. I'm going to keep this anonymous. <laughs> um, I love the show. I just want to say thank you guys for putting up um, this great podcast. Um, I am going to start off with, um, so I am a lead at my job, and um, I think this guy is really cute, but he um, is kind of like a regular um like worker there, like um, in the same department that I work in. Um, we work at a grocery store, and so as a lead, like I can't really go out with anyone that's like just uh, what's it called, a regular worker. But I really think he's cute. Um, but I, I kind of want to shoot my shot, but I don't know. Um, I just wanted to get some advice. Uh, should I just let it go? You know, I love elsewhere. But, um, but yeah, I hope dare you I guys say, answer my question. In the world before Hinge, or just in the world outside of Hinge and Tinder and Bumble, this is how relationships started. And this is like little, and it, look, it's not like you're the CEO of a company and he's like, working at the bottom of it and that's the power dynamic here it's like i just don't feel like you work together every single day you see each other every single day right, you're not I guess, well, signing his checks she, are she, you no but she said that he's a regular worker which i do think means he's technically like her subordinate yes but it's not like such a dynamic that it's like yeah i don't know it's like that there's like like is it going to be like a huge hr issue i don't know yeah, this we don't know. Like, I don't know. To me, it sounds like how people like when you ask people how their parents met, like that's how they met. It's like, oh, yeah, like he was technically my boss. Like, it's fine. It's like one of those little HR things that's like, yeah, no one's I mean, going to get like fired. I don't think like, I think it's sticky because it's like it's like technically it's wrong. Like technically, is it? like technically because like, well, I don't know. It's like how much of a prude are you a little bit? But it's like there is technically a power imbalance. And some people would argue that when when there's a power imbalance and the like, consent gets like muddied, you know what I mean? And like. I think I we maybe, I understand, and but maybe lean like more towards that concern if it was the genders were flipped. Yeah, you know? you're right. But I also think it's important to consider that they seem like they're the same age. Yeah. They're working in roles where they see each other every single day, hands on. It's right. not like one of them is like working for the other person who sits high up in an office and never sees them, but is signing their checks and then calling them up into their office and being like, all right, let's fuck. Like, it's not that kind of power dynamic. It's like, totally. you see each other every single day, except one of you has a higher title right. than and the it's other. Like, well, are you, are either of you or are both of you like in this field to like climb the ladder of grocery store work and like become perhaps, like a CEO? Perhaps, but like, I don't think that that, this is going to be <sighs> I know. something and that's truly affects. Like, I, I think, I think that, I really think that you're safe in um, having a little hookup if you guys are just flirting and you just wait until he makes the first move, then I think it's fine. Is this? Are we gonna get in trouble for this? I actually don't know. No. Sounds like you're consenting adults. It's not like one of you is fifteen and the other she one is like, twenty three. She calls back. She's like, by the way, he's twelve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really. I'm just saying. I think it's so fine. Awful. I think it's one of those things. Can I just say? I think it's one of those things where. Have you ever um looked back on uh, problems or the little things that you did wrong in high school, things that you got in trouble for and thought, oh my God, now that I'm out of that. What was the biggest seemed... trouble you got in high school? 
I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. From Vogue, The Run-Through, a new weekly podcast featuring the most riveting news in fashion and culture. With Vogue's take on the big stories. Fashion in relation to sports, culture and politics. From the red carpets and runways to political and cultural events. Bringing you undertold stories from around the globe. With voices rarely accessible and uncommonly authentic. On this season of The Run-Through, Serena Williams, Michaela Cole, Mathieu Blasé, and more. The Run-Through with Vogue. I'm Chloe Mao. I'm Cho Minaldi. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I'm thinking. Um, I got in a lot more trouble in college. What did I do in high school? Oh, I got in, like, no trouble in college. I got caught cheating in high school. I got, you know what happened to me? In eighth grade, I got pulled into my teacher's office for plagiarizing. And I remember it because I was so upset because I didn't play that. That happened to me in the sixth grade. I got accused a paper was too good. And they said that it I was like too good. Yeah, I was like, I was so livid. Like, I couldn't even believe it. I had to prove that I had written I, it. Same thing. That literally happened to me. And I remember like, I think the I think my paper was about like beavers. I was like, this wrote, is like so stupid. You wrote about beavers? I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what do you know about that? Enough. <laughs> Enough. Um, no, but that was, what, what kind of trouble did you get in high school? Oh, I had to take, you had to take a computer class to pass, to graduate my high school. And I took HTML coding okay. and in the last week of senior year, I like, um, I was like, just didn't feel like writing out one of the codes. And so I just had, I remember I asked Brian Cole. I was like, can I have your code? And I'm just going to copy and paste it and change the, like change all the info. And mm. I did, but I left his name in, in the <gasps> thing. So it like fully said Brian Cole in like one of the slots. So it was like very obvious I had copied him and we both got in a lot of trouble. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to really change up those papers, folks. I know. Change them up. The worst is when you can tell, you told a friend, oh yeah, you can kind of use my homework. Just change it up. And they didn't change it up enough. Yeah. And then oh, you both got also, in trouble. I also one time flopped so hard because I copied someone's math homework and I didn't understand their handwriting and I didn't, I wrote a seven where they had actually been writing. It was like algebra and they were supposed to be Z's like for a variable. Uh, so the math, the math teacher was like, this like literally makes no sense. Like you clearly copied this and thought they were sevens. And I was like, T like, honestly, yeah, yes. Like that is what happened. Me. You like, caught me. Yeah. I, the most trouble, the, the biggest controversy I remember there being was there was this teacher you know who you are, cunt. I fucking hate you. But she was. You talked about this. The teacher who hated you. The teacher who hated me, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and we and I had to like write her this strong yeah, yeah, email. Yeah. But I ended up winning that situation. I know you did. But I did get in trouble for like a couple of days until I was proven correct. I loved being proven correct against the teacher. Regardless, there were times in high school where I was freaking out, where I was like totally nervous and convinced that like I'm gonna get in so much trouble, blah, blah, blah. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, that was so ridiculous because I'm far away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that this is one of those situations where it's like, it feels like there's such authority looking over you and it feels like there's such high stakes, but it's really just sort of like, it's that's a rule that's in place. You might get a slap on the wrist. In a year, you're gonna look back and be like, oh yeah, that was kind of funny how we kind of like 
did a little something wrong. I don't think that this is something that will get you fired. I think that it's smart to let him make the first move, but you can be yeah. very direct in wanting him to make the first yeah, move. Yeah, and you can also say like, hey, like, are you comfortable with this? Like, I'm technically, I don't know. Right, just make sure he's comfortable. But or also go work at a different grocery store and then you aren't coworkers anymore. Isn't that? I, I guess so. I just, it I seems know. like she she worked her way up where she works. She no, likes that's, it. That's valid. I don't want you to like lose your job, but I just don't, I don't, I think that, as I said, you ask people how they met. This is how everybody's parents met. It's like you met in the workplace. Yeah. Maybe one of you was like a little bit above the other. It's just, it's one of those things that's like not a big deal in a couple months. Yeah, you know what I mean? Met, they met working at an apex. Oh, how cute is that? How'd your parents meet? My, okay. So, I mean, like, I think it was all just kind of like being in Cranston. Like everyone knew each other, but like the most distinct way is like my, my mom was really good friends with my aunt Patty, who is my dad's sister mm. and my aunt and my mom's childhood best friend, Lisa is married to my dad's brother, Tom. So like my mom's friends dated my dad and his brothers Cute. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. My parents met on Venice beach. I love walk. that. Yeah. Like two little, little drug doers. Okay. Well, this has been basic training. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. Um, this has been basic training. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review if you haven't yet. The reviews are like growing and growing. We just want more of them. Please. It helps so it much. It helps a lot. Call with, call with your calls. Call with your follow-ups. Um, the number is right here. It's 929-269-4960. Um, we love you. We love you a lot. Bye.